Hi everyone, it's Karen Chong, and I'm here with my co-host, Dennis Kelly. Welcome to another episode of Mastering Your World Through Frequencies, where every week we explore how frequencies shape our world and begin to release the patterns that keep us stuck so we can realize our greatest potential. There are many forces at work in our reality. And if you look at the internet, it's very easy to get caught in a quagmire of fear and misinformation. So today we're going to be talking about external control sources, how to discern when there is one, and how to keep your center and your power so you can stay safe and continue to accelerate down your path. After the discussion, we're going to wrap it up with a group frequency calibration to begin to help you clear the distortion patterns around this topic. So let's get started. Dennis? Well, I'll tell you what, Karen, with that introduction, you've made me a little bit jumpy. Okay? <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, I'm a very curious person. Yes. And I like to explore and I like to meet new people. Yeah. And I like adventure and uh -huh. new experiences. Mm -hmm. And then I hear you kind of ring the bell, beware of external forces. Or so I, I really would like to hear from you about that kind of that, just be aware. So could you give me a little insight about that? Really what it is, is that right now there's so much information prevalent around us at all the time. And as you said, most people are very curious and we tend to have a little ADD, you know, we get distracted very easily and we're looking for something to put our attention on, whether it's in your Facebook stream or your whatever you're reading online or whatever it is. And it's very, very easy to get caught without really being mindful of these little threads that we kind of pick up on. You know, someone posts something or someone there's something else or something catches your attention off of a video or something and you end up going down this place. And it's very easy right now on the internet um, to get caught in fear and misinformation because there's a lot of it out there. And when we are in a fear space, we're very easy to control. Very, very easy to control because we're in a disempowered place and our frequency vibration drops and uh, we are very, very easily manipulated in, from that space because we're in fear. And we start to disconnect more and more from our awareness of our connection to pure source. So um, really, it's just about being aware of how afraid are you when you're reading this thing? Like, you know, there's all this stuff up, and I'm not suggesting those external control sources don't exist because they absolutely do. And the question is, how susceptible are you to them? Yeah. And are you allowing yourself to fall prey to them just because you're being not mindful mm. so, or unconscious, let's just say? You know, a couple thoughts around that is, yeah. I'll tell you what, we've talked about time before. Yeah. And the one thing that amazes me is when you jump on the internet mm -hmm. and you start to kind of, you know, gravitate down that rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. I mean, you kind of lose track. You can. Of time, yep. of yourself, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden you're kind of off and mm -hmm. into another world. Yes. And so that's that's what you're saying is really check in with yourself mm -hmm. as you as you do that. Yes. And just be aware of where information is coming from and if you are being placed in a fear space. Because if you're mm -hmm. feeling starting to feel disempowered, helpless, hope, like you have no hope that like everything is kind of screwed, we're in despair, like the world is ending, we're being controlled by all these different things, which there are a lot of external control sources out there that are dark. Um, then you start to be your own mm, 
frequency level starts to drop mm. and you become easily manipulated. Manipul I don't know whatever the word is, manipulated. <laughs> so you just have to be aware of your state. So your first indication will be if you're in a regular state and you start going to this thread and you're reading about whatever, mm. the Illuminati, the alien races that are controlling us, the royal, whatever it is. Like these are, I'm not talking about anything that, I'm just talking about things that are on the internet, you know, like how, you know, different, um, you know, governmental agencies and the church and so on are really, you know, being controlled by alien forces and such. So if you start going down that hole, it's very easy to get caught in that. And what I will say is there is some stuff out there that is true. Okay. Yeah. And you need to be aware that there are external control forces that are dark, that are trying to manipulate you. So I'm going to talk about two different types of being. Yeah. Okay. There's two types of being. Um, there are the beings that are in service to self and there are beings that are in service to other. Okay, and the beings that are in service to self are all about uh, control because they want to have more power for self, mm. right? And right, it's all about me. Yeah. And usually, it looks like suppression, right, or repression of people around them. And the more and more people that they can control, the more power that they have, right? Mm. And then the more power, influence, or oppression they can exert on others. So you can see that prevalent in our political systems, in our banking systems, in our religious systems. It's like in, you can see it prevalent in our systems. You also, um, so that's service to self. The other type of being is service to other. Okay? And so these are people who are all about wanting to help others in order to serve the greater oneness and connect to the um, the infinite creator or pure source, yes? Mm -hmm. So those beings are um, can easily fall prey to the beings who are service to self-oriented or people who are, don't even realize which one they are. They're just yeah. kind of yeah. you know unaware. And it's interesting because I, when I see the world and I can see um, or tap into large groups of people who are being, um, uh, let's say, swayed by certain propaganda or whatever messaging, it's because they're used to being controlled they run that frequency pattern of being oppressed or being controlled or being manipulated. So it's almost like they fall in line with those external control for forces out there that are dark. So once we begin this process, however, we can start to break free of that and become just more aware of like, well, who are we giving our power to? Because why would you give your power to anyone, whether it be someone who is, you know, service to other or service to self? Really, you, there's no need to give your power to anyone. To keep, really yeah. keep it within yourself. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, a, a couple of thoughts around that. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you talk about the internet and, uh, you know, naturally in today's world, yeah. uh, especially our children are spending so much more time and energy. Yep. And it's almost like in a lot of cases, that's kind of their source. Mm -hmm. So I think this is very timely. Mm -hmm. to just stop and think about what it is that we're doing as individuals, but maybe also what we're kind of exposing our children to. Yeah. And there's a lot of wonderful things on the Internet. Absolutely. You know, but Absolutely. what you're saying is be aware. And haven't we found out through the history of time is if you wish to control an individual or a group of individuals, fear yep. is the best way to go about yeah, it. Yeah, fear is the best way to do it. Yeah. Yep. So, so if people are in a fear space, it's easy to get them to create a mastermind that's negative. 
yeah. right, to do things that they wouldn't normally do or they would not necessarily tolerate or, um, you know, have behaviors that they would not condone to other towards other people. But once they're in that mastermind, it's hard for them to break from it. So, and I want to just mention something else about the internet and kids. So, the devices that we use to access digital reality have a very specific flicker frequency. Okay, and they are mesmerizing. And uh, what I've noticed from watching on children, especially if they have like an iPad or a phone, and I'm talking about kids who are under five, what happens is they literally, it's like, um, it's so strange to watch. It's like they become completely entranced, like mesmerized, like hypnotized, oh, literally. Very much, like their very brain. Much so. And what I notice is they start to lose their ability to tell and create story because they're so used to consuming story and to be told story. They start to lose their ability to create and imagine and tell story. And it's a very dangerous thing if you start to only consume story because then you start to believe everything that's coming to you as if it's real, because that's the story mm. you're being told. You're not mm. creating your own stories, you mm. see. So they become very, very um, almost conditioned mm. to receive certain types of information, certain types of story. And that can be something that is um, disempowering for them. Mm. And also, um, you know, it's it actually, uh, they've done studies, it actually impairs their brain function. If you give kids the digital devices under five, I think the American Pediatric Association has said that it actually will impair their their brain function or their, um, and I might be getting this wrong, but it has to do with their brain function as yeah. they age. So be exposing your kids even through those devices, I mean, forget about the actual messaging that they're getting by reading the stuff on the internet, just the actual devices is not great for them to have. And I totally get why parents oh. use it. I mean, I get it, oh, yeah. right? I mean, oh, there's yeah. like a lot of energy there and like, oh my God, I just need to take a shower, right? Yeah. So yeah. I get get why yeah. parents give that to them. I'm not, there's yeah. no blame. I'm just saying that there is a consequence to those kids holding those devices all the time. So yeah. I, I was curious in light of that, and I'll tell you, the audience really came alive mm -hmm. as you were talking about that mm -hmm. because, you know, children, grandchildren, whatever it might mm -hmm. be. Yeah. I mean, you just touched on a huge subject matter there. Yeah. And so I'm curious, do you have any thoughts for a parent or a grandparent to try to break that bond between that? You know, because I'll tell you what. Uh, yeah. Kids can't hear. They, can't, I mean, they just yeah. they go into that zone. You said mesmerized. Yeah, they they're go they go trance. into a zone, a trance, yeah. and they're lost. Yeah, it's interesting to me when I feel them. Their frequency flattens. It's really weird. It's like they go flat, and they, it it's weird. It's the the it's like they become uh, they exit their bodies a bit, and they become less present in their bodies. So the best way to counteract that and um, would be to make sure that your kids have um, uh, regulated time with it so it's not they're always on it. Yeah. And the best thing to do to counteract it, I would say, is to put them outside. So have them run barefoot outside. You yeah. know, being outside and playing, well, first of all, it's good because of the burning of energy, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And they need to move anyway. Yeah. Um, but to put them outside, the grounding, so there's a lot of negative ion charge with those devices. And if they're running barefoot and touching the earth with their feet, it actually allows them to dump some of that oh. negative ionic charge into, um, I mean, sorry, the, 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 the electronic frequencies out of their body from their feet into the ground. So it's really important for them to touch the earth with their feet. Um, it's helpful for them. It allows them to discharge it. It also allows them to be in the frequency vibration of the earth. 
of the earth as opposed to the digital world. Okay, and it pulls them back into their body. So we want kids to be in their bodies because that um, they tend to want to be present. But if they're putting being, the kids are quite present if you don't have them looking at devices. But if you start giving them devices, they're exiting their bodies and then they become less present. It's very interesting. And then they just get more and more distracted and then they get and they can't hold their focus and all that stuff because they're used to consuming things at a very yeah. specific flicker rate that is um, digital. It's not our analog world. So it's difficult for them to be still. Yeah. It's difficult for them to be centered. It's difficult for them to, you know, um, focus, have attention, imagine, create, mm -hmm. because they're always used to consuming. So, yeah. So the two, kind of the two, two things I heard you say is one is just as much as possible, try, try to limit the time. Just, just try to mm -hmm. put, you know, on those most machines you can do that with. Mm -hmm. so you can limit it to an hour or two hours, whatever it might be. And then the second one is, Get back into nature. Yes. Touch, touch the earth. You yeah. know, breathe the air. You mm -hmm. know, and uh, you mentioned they're barefoot. You know, I mean that that would be the ultimate. Would be to actually connect with the earth. So. Yeah. So if you can't because it's winter time and it's minus twenty or whatever it is wherever you are, still going outside to play is still hugely beneficial to kids. It's the being outsideness. If you can be barefoot in your place that you can be and it's warm enough, that's wonderful. And just being outside in nature is the key because then you're in that frequency of the earth and that's super grounding and it will pull them back into their bodies. And because they're playing and they're using their bodies, they will be more grounded and more stable within themselves. So really that's the key, being outside, playing and nature. And I would also say the other thing too is for parents to be present with their kids. Yeah. Because a lot of times, um, and, and I totally get it, I'll see people at playgrounds, and it's not a judgment because I mean, I get we're all busy. But I notice that what I notice energetic, what I notice from a frequency level when I'm watching people is that at a playground or they're out with their kids and the parent is on the phone, you know, because they're watching the game or they're, whatever they're doing. And the kid absolutely knows the parent's checked out, 100% knows the parent is not present. So I know you're physically there, but the kid is extraordinarily aware that you've checked out, that you, because you, you've left your body. Yeah. You've left your body and now you're in the device. You literally are not present in your body. So now kid realize, and it's like, okay, well, am I not worthy of your attention, of your love or whatever? And so it creates a different kind of wounding. So, so I think it's important, even if it's less time, just being with each other without the devices, um, rather than more time, each of you want a device then it's better to be together without the devices, I would say. You know, that's kind of ironic is that, you know, at home, you know, the parent becomes very aware that the child has checked out. Yeah, exactly. And just, just left the relationship and yeah. the family and everything and has gone into this rabbit hole that you talk about yeah. in some possibilities. Yeah. And then, you know, and then when at the playground, Mm -hmm. You know, the parent is checked out. Exactly. So yep. it's, the, you know, when we talk about quality time for both parties to actually be present. Yep. It's important. Uh, but it's, it's, it's really going to be precious, isn't it, in mm -hmm. our society in the future? Totally. And I think it's easier for us to be controlled when we're not in our bodies. It's just easier. Oh, okay. So if you're constantly... Um, looking at your phone, you're leaving your body, just so you know, you are, you've left your body. Most people leave and they kind of go this way um, and they leave their bodies or they come out through their front. So um, when we're not in our bodies, what happens is we drop out of the collective present moment. And when we drop out of the collective present moment, the reason you care is because that is the only point from which you can create your reality.
the only point. So if you're slightly in the future or slightly in the past, or you're out of your body, or you've checked out into another reality, you cannot create this reality, which creates a level of anxiety that is running in you, whether you're aware of it or not, because you've dropped out of your natural state of being a co-creator with the divine. That causes a lot of anxiety for us. So it's really important that you stay in your body. If you're in your body, again, only are you in your collective present moment, but then nothing else can be in your body. You alone can be in your body because you have dominion over it because it's yours. But if you decide to check out of your body, well, then other things can come in. So being in your body is another way to stay, hold your center and your power and to not give it away to external control sources. And what I mean by giving away power, it's by, what I mean by that is like, starting to believe that to be true and somehow something is better than you or that you need to subjugate yourself to something or that you're not worthy of something or you know you put yourself in a less state yeah. a lesser state whatever that is mentally like they must know because they're the authority or they you know whatever it is as opposed to questioning and being like really is that true do i need to follow that is that really the best interest for me i know they're saying it's in the best interest for me but do i is it really in the best interest for me but asking those questions as opposed to passively receiving someone else's story mm -hmm. as if it's better than or has more authority than your own viewpoint. Does that make so, sense? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And uh, I think uh, we, we truly don't comprehend how powerful those external forces can be. Yes, very and much so. So I, I'm curious if we threw out just a simple little test for the audience mm -hmm. is, you know, how did you feel five minutes before you sat down mm -hmm. and went on that internet for, and mm -hmm. all of a sudden it was two hours and you wanted to be 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. But how did you feel before? Yeah. And then how did you feel coming off that, that experience? Yeah, exactly. And uh, I'll tell you what, I have found myself personally, it's like, oh boy, there, there was a lot of shifting that went on as I kind of yeah. just got pulled into this. Exactly. Exactly. And some people really literally get pulled into different realities that are dark. Yeah. And what I'll say is, so especially at the beginning, when we haven't done a lot of work and we're not sort of what I call gelled on spirit level, like we have, we were diffused, we have a lot of distortion patterns, like we're not kind of all over the place, like we're not, we don't have a firm foundation in terms of our spirit body being really complete and gelled and um, glowing and bright, you know, because we have all these distortion patterns, some people leak out of their bodies, etc. It's very easy for us to get lost in all this and believe it to be real and then go into fear and then live in fear and oh my god these people are out to get us and Armageddon is coming and you know I mean it can look like that because if you look at a world it's getting more and more polarized and it's really not pretty out there right now so you know it's it's easy to fall into that um, however what I will say is as you ascend as you ascend I'm not saying for everybody who's just begun okay as we ascend if you've done enough work so it might be at that at the beginning, you might want to wean yourself off some of these media sources or whatever for a little while as you strengthen yourself. I'm not saying forever, just for a little while, especially if you don't feel good. As you ascend, what you can do to test yourself, to see how strong you are, is if you can read all that stuff and not get pulled in. And be above it. Yeah, or not even be above it, just with it and yeah. not get pulled into it. Yeah. You're just like, yeah. okay, I see that. I accept that's happening in the world. And... I'm not going to get pulled into it. So it's a, it's a bit, it's sort of like um, a test to see if you can master that form of darkness. Does that make sense? That's out there. And if you can be with it. But for a lot of people, they're not at the point where they can be with it and not somehow get emotionally engaged in it in a negative way. 
So it's um, so I'm saying that that is only a test, and we just really clear once again that if you feel strong enough because you've done enough work, mm -hmm. that you can do that. You can use it. But at the beginning, it may be really beneficial for people to sort of go on a cleanse from their media yeah. and just see how they feel when they're not on it. And a lot of people are very addicted to it. Well, because uh, that's fantastic. I I think you're I, you know that a word, you know, in our society, I don't think we've used the word addiction. You know, mm -hmm. connected with this world of the internet and the phones and iPads and all that. Yeah. But I think that's a real thing. Yeah. And, and and they've discovered that. And yeah. you know, there's people going to therapy for yeah. this addiction. Well, it's true. I mean, yeah. it's 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 fascinating because one thing that you can do to like test your own center and your own control is so it's just interesting about texting. Like you'll hear your phone buzz. Almost everybody like wants to like it's like well, that's oh, mine. Right? Well, like, that's they, mine. right? And they like, it's like this flinch except it's like you want to pick up your phone, which yeah. is normal. Like yeah. I, every right? Almost everybody does this. So, it's interesting to say, okay, well, can I just let it be there? Do I have to pick it up right now? Do I have to pick it up right now? And it's but it, it, we're even down to that level. Are we controlled to some degrees by our devices? It's just buzzing. I mean, really, it's just a, an, it's an electronic device buzzing, and yet we feel compelled to look at it, respond to it, engage with it, whatever. It's like, you know, you know what I mean? and it's interesting that we're controlled to that degree by the, our response to that device. So I find that interesting. Mm -hmm. And so as you strengthen, just notice: Do you have that same compulsion? Like, can you just let the phone buzz and not look at the thing? You know, I, I, it's funny you say that because I had the thought the other day is that, you know, it used to be a number of years ago that the only people on call mm -hmm. were, you know, like mm -hmm. professional people, yeah. um, doctors or firemen or emergency yeah. people. Yeah. And you could kind of tell being around them, they were on call. Yes. You know, they're very, you know. Yeah. And now we're all, all on call. On call. Yes. And it makes yeah. us very easy to be manipulated. Because we're always in the state of like yeah. fight or flight, high like, alert. Yeah, high alert, and it actually, and a lot of my clients, I see like their adrenal glands, like they're actually taxed. Mm -hmm. They're in like a fight or flight response, yeah. which is interesting, yeah. because they're not in actual fight. I mean, there's no reason for them to be that that level of alert in their bodies, and also. Um, because we're always like that, and we have, it's like we don't have. It's strange. It's almost like we don't have the ability to resist that. Like we don't have the strength to resist it. So, as you do the as you do more and more of this frequency work, part of what you can do to test yourself is just see if you can just be without yeah. having to be in response to at that speed. Because basically, you're responding to someone else's urgency. Right? You're responding exactly. to someone else's urgency. So, or you you want distraction. Either way, it's an external factor to which you are responding, yeah. which makes you extremely susceptible to being in alert all the time yeah. from other things other than your friends and your family, because now other things can use it. You know, like we have these emergency response systems and the whatever and the, you know, all these things that we're always in alert, always a little bit on edge, yeah. always in slight fear, you know? So yeah. it makes it us very susceptible. So can you stay, even all, if all that stuff is happening, Ultimately, this is about becoming strong within self. So as you remove more and more of these distortions, we become more mm. still, more complete in of self. That means strength also and discipline to some degree, where you can stay centered. It's like all that stuff's happening. It really is relevant. Like all that stuff is happening around you. Yeah. I'm not suggesting if like you're in an earthquake and something's happening that you don't respond. Obviously, you need to respond. Or there's a fire in your building that you don't yeah. respond. I mean, obviously, yeah. clearly yeah. need to respond in that particular case. But I'm saying that we don't need to be responding to 
that level as if that's happening all the time because it's not. So to stay still no matter what's happening within you, and I suppose there's a level of mastery where that even when you know, your building's burning down, you're running out, and yes, you're feeling fear, you're still still within. I don't know that I'm at that level, but I'm supposed that that's possible. So um, in any case, it's good to, I mean, we have a human humanness to us. It's good to be defending ourselves when we need to, but oftentimes we're in defense when we don't need to be. So I think the first challenge you gave to the audience is the fact that just be aware. Yes. Just be aware of your state of yes. mind. Yes. And just state of emotion. And yeah. state of emotions yeah. and state of, you know, mm -hmm. just where are you at, mm -hmm. especially around technology. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and what's what's gotta be quite a challenge is so the people in their thirties, forties, and fifties, they're very much immersed in this today. Mm -hmm. But just think about the kids today that are being raised on it. Oh, I know. And now they're being raised on it. The kids in their 40s and 50s weren't raised on it. That's right. But, but now they are part of it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I know I've got grandkids. I think the first movement they learn is <laughs> how to swipe a screen. Yeah. I mean, you know, and so just think of the challenge that you threw out. And now if I've kind of been programmed from a very early age and kind of... Mm -hmm. You talked about being mesmerized. Yeah. So it, it's a challenge, and, isn't it? it? Totally. And and also those kids are learning very conditioned responses, very conditioned responses, like the swiping yeah. or how they respond to images. Like if you even, if you even, even put a, point a phone in the general direction of a child under five, they smile they immediately. Like they immediately go into like, because they're being photographed all the time. And I'm like, oh, it's like their, their body, it's fascinating to me how they're yeah. being conditioned. So the thing is, I mean, be aware of how how you were being conditioned. Why are we responding this way? Who's calling? And my question is always, who's writing these stories? Who's writing them? Why am I being made to feel this way? Do I really want to feel this way? Is this true? Yeah. Is this really true? And if it is true, how am I going to choose to respond to it? How I have a choice right now how to respond to it. I have a choice. So, right? Because it's, um, you know, I don't know that I can change it either way, but how I respond to it is very important. And whether I choose to keep going down that you know, a uh, thread of intrigue or yeah. down that rabbit yeah. hole of intrigue or this fascination with the darkness, right? We all are fascinated with the darkness. Yeah. It's kind of this intriguing thing, especially if it's like armchair darkness, you know, it's like, you know, it's like armchair travel, but you're traveling into the darkness. Some people can get really addicted to that. And then if they become very, very much, um, it becomes their reality. It really becomes real for them because it's a, it's deliberate. It's a world that they're being pulled into because in that world, then they are very easily controlled. So just be aware of what you're reading, your state, who's writing it, how you choose to respond to it, how long you're on your devices, your response to your devices, all that stuff. And really, I mean, just be aware, like if you're feeling kind of like you're being herded, like, you know, standing in line over here doing this or always being herded. Okay, well, it's interesting. Just notice how, how much control there is around you. And I'm not saying you need to rebel at every stage, but yeah. just be aware of how you are being controlled because we are all the time and you don't have to let yourself be subjugated to it. And again, it's about, I mean, this sounds like really scary and whatnot, yeah. but again, if you do this work, it's really about just holding, claiming and holding your own brilliance and not letting it leak out of yourself yeah. to other people. Another rabbit hole that people go down often is that of conspiracy theories. So, you know, with conspiracy theory, it's so easy to get caught up in it because it's very compelling and it's a story and we can get really um, it's 
it's almost like this other reality that we can enter and it, people can get really mesmerized by it. But the way to uh, feel empowered, because it's very disempowering once you get down the conspiracy theory rabbit hole, it's very disempowering and it puts you in a fear space. So the way to come back to yourself and to come back into your power is to focus on yourself and to, for example, listen to this group frequency calibration next and to do this work of releasing these distortion patterns because once we feel our own brilliance, our completeness, then we don't need to have any of those external stories anymore, whether they're conspiracy theories or inspirational things, whatever, because it's all about ourselves, our completeness and our connection to pure source. So that is how we can be more empowered. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, Karen, this is fantastic and really appreciate your insight, you know, from a frequency vibrational standpoint versus just as a parent of, you know. And so uh, thank you very much. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Karen, could you help me? I hear so often when I look at uh, your video or your website, GFC. Exactly what is that? A GFC is a group frequency calibration, which looks a lot like a guided meditation on a particular topic. And what I'm doing is I'm helping you to remove the distortion patterns of that particular topic. And because you're coming together as a mastermind in a group to connect to pure source even more and to clear the distortion patterns of this particular topic, what happens is a tremendous amount of momentum starts to happen because of the energetic of the entire group. And each individual is able to move faster and ascend higher than they could have on their own. Because I'm working on the frequency level, these GFCs are not like regular meditations, and many people find they go into varying degrees of altered state. So please do not drive while listening to this GFC. Welcome everyone. This is the group frequency calibration of being aware of the rabbit holes and holding your space with them. So taking a deep breath, as we focus on our solar plexus between our belly button and the base of our sternum. So bringing your attention, awareness, focus to that area as you take a deep breath in and hold it for at least three seconds. And then when you're ready, exhaling all the air out of your lungs and holding your breath out for at least three seconds. And then on your next breath, whenever that is, inhaling and holding your breath in for at least two seconds longer than you did your previous breath. And notice if you actually do hold it for an hour, two seconds longer, or if it's longer, starting to stretch or increase your free will and mastery of self, which is important in this particular GFC. Your next Exhale whenever you are ready, exhaling all the air out of your lungs and holding your breath out for two seconds longer 
than you did your previous breath. And then on your third breath, whenever you get here is fine. You don't have to follow the sound of my voice. Inhaling as slowly as you possibly can. And when you get to the top of your breath, hold your inhaled breath for as long as you think you can. And when you get to the point where you think or feel that you cannot hold it any longer, please hold it for a second longer. And when you get to your exhale, exhale as slowly as you possibly can. And then likewise, you're going to hold out your exhaled breath for as long as you think you can. And when you feel like you can't hold it out any longer, please hold it out for a second longer. And whenever you are complete with those three breaths, you're going to keep your attention in your solar plexus and breathe normally. And as I'm waiting for the mastermind to gel, for those of you who are new, please note that I'm working on you at the group and the subgroup level, and that I'll also be making sounds on my end. So you'll hear me yawn, even though I'm not tired, or exhale sharply, or you may even hear me hum. And that's just how I remove the distortion patterns at this moment in time. Breathing regularly in our solar plexus. Good, the mastermind has just gelled. Let's go ahead and ask ourselves the following question to ourselves in our own minds. And that question is, how can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source. And that question again is, how can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? 
And as you ask yourself that question, please imagine, sense, feel, or become aware of a brilliance deep, deep within your body that starts to become brighter. more expanded. Even more radiant. As you become even more aware of your connection only to pure source. And on my side, I'm working on the back end to amplify your natural bandwidth. Good. Good. So now bringing your attention, awareness, focus to your lower belly. And it is raining quite hard here. So using the noise on my end to strengthen your focus. As you focus on your lower belly, the first distortion pattern that we will remove is the fear of, it's not quite the unknown, it's, uh, it's the unknown but the darkness in the unknown. And entangled with it is the frequency distortion pattern of disempowerment. And for a large subgroup of you, it's uh, a frequency distortion pattern of control from an external source. All right. So you're susceptible to being controlled by an external source. So let's remove all this. So you don't have to be so susceptible to these things and don't get so caught up in all the, let's call it writings out there that are fomenting fear. Okay. So bringing your attention to your lower belly and breathing. That's all you need to do as I work. If your mind wanders, just bring it back to your lower belly, exerting control over your mind. Right? 
still keeping your attention in your lower belly, there is a subgroup of you that is controlled by external control forces. It's already happened. And um, this can be a scary place and you can feel like you're really losing control of your life. And you are. So for this subgroup, I'll work on you to remove these hooks because a lot of this is alien frequency and there's really no need for it. So I'll work on this subgroup. All of you have to do is keep your attention on your lower belly. And for those of you who are new, please note, if I say something that resonates with you, it's likely you. And if I say something that you really react strongly against, like it couldn't possibly be me, it's likely you. So I invite you to be open to that possibility and to explore it. For those of you in that subgroup that I just mentioned, bringing your awareness to your right ribcage from the inside. So not the part facing the world or the external world, but the inside facing your organs, the inside of your body. Okay, so just bring your attention there as I finish working with you to release these control hooks. Very good. Now everyone bringing your attention to your spine from the very tip of your tailbone through the curve of your lower back up behind your heart into your neck all the way into the back of your skull ending at your occiput in your skull. So becoming extraordinarily aware of your spine. So imagining it from both the front and the back, zooming into it, really becoming aware of it. And what I'm doing here is we're going to anchor you into your spine. A lot of you, 80% of you in this mastermind group, irrespective of when you're listening to this, tend to be out of your body 
you float out of your body, either because you've had pain or because you believe it's an enlightened thing to do, or you just don't like your body or it feels heavy or uncomfortable. For whatever reason, you exit your body. Okay. So we need you in your body because if you're not in your body, then something else can come into your body, which is really not great because then it can take over and start to control things. We don't want that to happen. So keeping your awareness in your spine, I'm going to pull you back into your body. Now for many of you, this will feel heavy and uncomfortable at first. You will get used to it because you're not used to being in the density of your body. As we ascend, we don't only ascend spiritually, we must ascend physically as well because you need to bring your body with you. So for those of you seeking spiritual advancement, if you don't bring your body with you, you're not going to ascend. You're just going to pop out of your body and then you're going to redo this whole loop. So might as well bring your body with you as we're doing this. That means being in your body. Okay. So again, focusing on your spine.
Good. So now, bringing your attention to your lower belly, all the way up to your heart space. So this is the frequency distortion pattern of confusion. Okay. In addition to the frequency distortion of lack of trust in self. There's a lot of self-doubt here. So let us remove these so that you can have more clarity as you move forward. And that you also trust your instinct if it tells you that this is not good or you're getting caught in a spiral or something that makes you feel worse than when you started reading the whatever or the whatnot or watching the video or listening to the whatever. Okay? So removing this distortion pattern of confusion and lack of trust in self, particularly your instinct. Good. Now bringing your attention to your heart space. So this is the tendon or the distortion pattern of the tendency to get um, like mentally caught up with um, uh, like a, a fear propaganda, essentially. So it's like you become addicted to it, that frequency of it. So I'm just going to remove this from you because um, this kind of addiction does not serve you. It obviously serves up something outside of you that wants to control you. Okay, now focusing on the back of your neck 
into your occiput, which is that bump in the back of your skull. This is uh, the distortion pattern of being addicted to giving your power away okay, by going into fear or looking for, you don't realize you're looking for, but you're almost seeking a way to disempower yourself. So let's remove this, it's not helpful. And now becoming aware of your solar plexus between your polyputton and the base of your sternum. So manage your pain body a bit. Excellent. This brings us to the end of this session. I look forward to working with you on the next GFC. These GFCs help people release distortion patterns. It's my sincere hope that you benefit profoundly from this series, which is why I spend 
so much of my personal resources, creating these as my gift to the world. If a GFC topic resonates with you, often more work that can be provided in this one GFC is needed to really clear or loosen deeply held distortion patterns in areas that are sticky. Because these patterns are like layers of an onion, usually there are multiple layers to individual topics. Depending on how much of a challenge this topic is for you, it may make sense for you to go deeper than what this session allows. If you feel this is the case for you, please visit sphericalluminosity.com for more targeted support.